is the media consensus for who should be the number one overall pick in the NFL draft accurate? Plus, are we underrating Desmond Ritter, Malik Willis, Kenny Pickett in this quarterback class? And Tyler Linderbaum may have short arms, but he could go sooner than you think. You are locked on NFL. Your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Happy Wednesday and welcome in to another edition of Locked On NFL. He's Tony Wiggins. I'm James Rapine. It's great to be with you and we are loaded. We're going to get into Tyler Linderbaum in his 31-inch arms, but could he go in the top 20 now that he tested like an elite athlete? We'll also dive into this quarterback class. Kenny Pickett, Desmond Ritter, Malik Willis. Are we underrating them? But first, we have to start with the number one overall pick. But before we do that, thank you so much for making us your first listen here on Locked On NFL. Subscribe on YouTube and make sure you follow wherever you get your podcast, your team, or in this case, your league here on Locked On NFL. Yeah, right every single day and tony the team you cover has the number one pick and a lot of people just assumed with their off-season moves that aiden hutchinson was the play brandon scherf they signed him in free agency paid him big money they use a, a second franchise tag uh, on the tackle and it opens things up and it's like oh well they're gonna go defensive end well it might not be the defensive player that everybody's thinking yeah, man, this is a process, and it's it's a process that year by year will tell you uh, that you probably shouldn't be thinking what other people are going to be thinking. Uh, the other thing is, if you look back over the years with the draft, James, regardless if guys got mocks right or wrong, I tell you what we all haven't got right is we ended up being the best. And I think sometimes there's two ways of looking at it. You can get the draft right in terms of how many people you get right that you thought were going to get picked. And then you can look a year or two later and realize, oh boy, this is the real order that these guys like. For instance, the example I keep using is this. If you list the guys by how good they are, Mike is probably number three. And I think he went 11th last year. So mm -hmm. we can, we can argue all day about the process, but the thing is, the teams have to actually get it right. And I think sometimes what happens is between fans, media, and the people who actually really do this for a living, and I know a handful of them, those guys laugh at the way that we all go about this. And it, it's not done that way. For instance, there are a lot of fans getting on me thinking that because I, I just simply said this. Okay, let me look at this Trayvon Walker dude and take a real hard, closer look. And then I came to the conclusion... I see why they like him. I see why if he goes, I understand what the talk is. I see it. If football people are watching it, I absolutely see exactly what they're talking about. So I got the mob came after me because of that. <laughs> it's almost as if like I didn't say that I heard that they like Aiden Hutchinson two and a half, three months ago, because I did. But the thing mm -hmm. is, is they don't they, their evaluation with Tra Trayvon doesn't start at the combine like the fans' opinions started at the combine about Trayvon. Yeah, it, it, so th that's a good point. I also think when there's no consensus, right, 
Trevor Lawrence was going number one last year, regardless. Doesn't matter. Since he who came out of high number school. one pick, it didn't matter, right? If the Bengals would have drafted number one, guess what? Trevor Lawrence was still going number one, even though they drafted Joe Burrow because they would have traded out. That's what happens because uh, you know if there's a consensus quarterback, you take him. If there's a consensus defensive end, Miles Garrett, you're taking him. Will Anderson next year. Will Anderson next year. There is no consensus this year. There is no clear cut. This guy is head and shoulders above the rest of the class based on his college accomplishments and testing and all of the things that go into it. And so does it shock me one bit that reports came out that the Jacksonville Jaguars could be interested in you? Uh, you, you, you are the one who tipped me off to this, that they could be interested in Trayvon Walker. Didn't shock me one bit because there isn't going to be a consensus. I bet you half the league has a different player at the top of their board. Some have offensive linemen. Some have defensive linemen. It, who knows? Maybe some have my guy, Sauce Gardner. And I think he's a very safe pick if you did pick him at first overall. I think he's going to be good wherever he goes. You just put him on an island and say, all right, Sauce, go cook. And, and he cooks with plenty of sauce, believe me. So that's the, the part of it where it's like, I saw that report earlier this week and I just kind of shrugged like, yeah, I'm not shocked by it. And, and uh, I, I am surprised that so many people are, but I, I think it's because of Aiden Hutchinson getting all this mainstream run. And I'm not saying he doesn't deserve it, but when you go against that and, and pick otherwise, or you pick a different player, than what seems like the consensus, because a lot of years there is a consensus for number one, and it is obvious. So the years where it's not, I think it's like, oh, man, what are they doing? What are they thinking? When it's really not as against the grain as we would be led to believe or fans would be led to believe. It's not. It's not. Scouts don't do their scouting through Sports Center. Scouts don't do their scouting through college game day. They don't do their scouting through. Wait a second. Stephen A. Smith isn't breaking down the I'm film just saying, for these nobody, NFL teams. Are but you nobody, sure? Yeah, nobody uses that hype machine. We were talking, <laughs> you and I. Yeah. The list for next year, you you said at the end of May, it's done, isn't it? I mean, the preliminary. By the end of May. I mean, it's done. I, would, I mean, it's advanced scouting. They already know. It's not as if their mind can't be changed, though. So if that's the case, Last May, Aiden Hutchinson was coming off of an ankle injury and he had two career sacks. Two. And Kayvon Thibodeau had been the best player in the world since he was 10 years old. So yep. to show that in and, – and football season lasts from September to January. So in five months, that changed to the point where, oh, all of a sudden Hutchinson's number. So if that's the case – if that could change in five months that a guy with two career sacks could go number one overall, how come in the run of three months, it can't change that maybe that guy isn't the guy either. Yeah. Hey, yeah. That, it's ridiculous. And, and this well, thing, we, we this saw thing, it with uh, Joe Burrow. We saw it with Baker Mayfield. We saw it with these guys. Saw it. You absolutely mm -hmm. saw it with those guys. And to go from, I remember people were tanking for Tua. I remember when folks were, uh, what's the kid, the blonde-haired kid from California who ended up being a backup in the league for a long time? He, he's a kid that went to USC. Uh, I can't remember his name, but the thing is, I know Ross is going to kill me for that one, but I'm known for not remembering stuff because I'm getting senile. But there were always these quarterbacks that someone is – and all of a sudden, the dude out of nowhere comes up, boom, and he pops up, and he's in the NFL, and he's the number mm -hmm. one pick. So the one that gets me more than anything with Trevon uh, – uh, Walker is this. They say he had all of those teammates. 
Usually when you say he had all of those teammates, it's because he had like 18 sacks and you go, well, no, those sacks were caused by all of those other guys taking up attention. But he didn't have a boatload of sacks. So it's now he had all those teammates and he couldn't get off. No, he had all of those teammates that are going in the top 50. So they all were getting off and no one was putting up huge numbers. It's almost like people forget that Anthony Davis, when he was at Kentucky, was the fifth leading scorer on the team and ended up being the number one pick. Because it's not about your numbers. It's about what we see you doing. And I keep telling people, I don't see bad plays from him. I just don't. And they try to make these projections. I saw uh, Greg Schumann, the um, Coach Schumann from Georgia, the new defensive coordinator, he had a three-minute film session where he broke it down and he said, we told guys to do the job. We knew that if you stayed here and stayed there and stayed there, once the guy broke contain, we had the athletes, there's no way he was going to be able to make that. We forced mm-hmm. him to do – he literally sat there and told you the reason why this kid just didn't sell out for the pass rush is because he was told not to. So that's what these guys are going to look at. And the reason why you look at athletic profiles is because, well, it's a pretty athletic league. And I think later on we're going to be talking about a center that uh, did some pretty good athletic things, and you guys need him. Hopefully you'll get him. Yeah, we'll, we'll see there about Tyler Linderbaum. We'll talk about him. But up next – this quarterback class, because everybody seems to think it's low. They're low on this quarterback class. Well, will Malik Willis, Desmond Ritter, Kenny Pickett, Matt Coral, will these guys become future NFL stars, future NFL franchise quarterbacks? We'll talk about that next. But first, I got to tell you about Shady Rays. Look, it's about to be summer. In, in Tony's world, since he lives in Florida, It's always nice. He needs sunglasses. He gets Shady Rays. We get Shady Rays. We use Shady Rays because they have the features of $200 sunglasses. And, well, they don't cost you $200. You're getting them for much, much less. And the best part about them, they include lost and broken protection for every pair. Uh, So you order them and you lose them in the ocean like I did with my really expensive my only really, really a pair of expensive sunglasses I've ever had in my life. I lost them in the ocean. I've never gotten another pair of really high-end expensive sunglasses because I don't want to lose them and be out X amount of dollars. Shady Rays will replace them. So you got to check out Shady Rays right now at ShadyRays.com. Use code Locked On and you're going to get 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Tony Wiggins and I got to get on this deal, a tandem, a Locked On NFL Wednesday deal where we're ordering two pairs using promo code locked on to get 50% off our order. Again, just go to shadyrays.com. Summer's coming. You're going on vacation. You need sunglasses. Shady Rays is going to bring you stylish, awesome, high-quality sunglasses for less. Go there now. Shadyrays.com. Promo code locked on. And All right, Tony. Oh, oh, we, we talked over each other. Go ahead. I was just going to say you're exactly right, man. You know, coming <laughs> back here. Hey, the sun is shining through already here in Florida, but uh, we thank you for making us your first listen every day here on Locked on Jaguars. We are eternally locked on Jaguars, locked on NFL. We, yeah. By the way, that's what you what, get. That's what you get for bragging what, about the weather. I, I'm allowed to compliment your weather. You bragging about it is not helping. All right. I'm just saying, God. man. But you know what comes with that weather now? It comes with a bunch of honorary people. It's a bunch of angry people who tweet because that sun is beating down on their head and, and, and killing your boy all the time. No, but, man, these quarterbacks, we were talking about these quarterbacks, and um, yeah. the thing that you were going to bring up is are they being a, a little bit underrated? You know what? I think two of them are. I think two who? of them. I actually think – I think Ritter. I think your kid Ritter is being underrated. 
and I and I do believe that we're looking past some of these intangibles that Malik Willis. We put Malik Willis in this little box. That and that's that box that they always put super super athletic guys in. They act as if these dudes can't adjust and eventually do some things. It reminds me. So let me tell you. This, let me tell you this little quick story. My buddy was coaching little league kids, right? So I bring mm-hmm. this little kid in. The kid's like eight years old, and he says, "Has he ever played before?" And I said, "No." And he was like, uh, at, "At what point are you supposed to start teaching people stuff?" You expect an eight-year-old because you got a whole bunch of team full of eight-year-olds that are superstars already. Where do I take an eight-year-old kid who's never played before and he's welcomed in? Are you so used to winning and stacking your team? This is the way I feel sometimes when we look at these quarterbacks. Now, the one thing you can't teach is arm strength. If a guy can't make a 15-yard out, he ain't never going to make it in the NFL because they're going to make him throw a 15-yard out. But if he can, who's to say that Malik Willis can't throw the ball over the middle or can't do this? You know how you start learning and getting easy throws over the middle? Do all the other stuff you do and make them adjust to it, and now, boom, the middle's wide open. That's how you do it. So it kind of kills me when it comes to that. I like Kenny Pickett. I just don't view him as a guy who's ever going to be like – it's like you don't draft a guy who is – who's just a real good solid quarterback and you know and plan on your whole team just being real good around him in order to make him mm-hmm. effective i think desmond ritter's and uh desmond ritter is special and i think malik malik willis is special yeah i no, i, I agree with you and i'm gonna give you a best fit for desmond ritter because I, I think he has a he might not have and he doesn't he doesn't have a joe burrow trevor lawrence ceiling but i think he has a pretty high floor and he's elite athletically and mm-hmm. and so when you mix that imagine if andy dalton was an elite athlete right yep. so it's like average across the board but more intangibles than andy and and that's who i think kenny pickett reminds me of by the way is an andy Dalton. like best case scenario could be an andy Dalton. but and i'm not knocking andy i'm just trying to give uh, an idea of, of what you know these how i view these guys but if you're talking about like league average starter i think ritter could be that at his ceiling plus he's an elite athlete so that gives him an edge on some of these other guys but I'm going to give you two fits for Malik Willis and one for Desmond Ritter. And in the the realistic fit for Desmond or, or for uh, Malik Willis that I love, I love the idea. I thought the Falcons should have drafted a quarterback last year. I love the idea of Malik Willis going there. And will he play right away? Well, they did get Marcus Mariota. You can run a similar style offense, and and hopefully Mariota can. Uh, uh, you, you know, be good enough and stay healthy enough. So you, you don't have to put in Willis before he's ready to go. Right. The downside of that is if you're Atlanta and you draft a quarterback this year, well, then it takes you out of the running next year and you're probably not going to be very good in 2022. So let me give you one more for Malik Willis. And this is a take. So button up. This is a take, Tony. And I, I can't believe I waited 15 minutes uh, for, for this to drop. Um, the Baltimore Ravens still have not paid Lamar Jackson. They still have not paid Lamar Jackson. And I don't think anyone's talked about this, and maybe they have unlocked on Ravens, my guy Kevin Ostriker, maybe he has. But if they haven't paid Lamar Jackson, and the idea of giving him $50 million plus or $45 million plus per year scares them, why not? And some are going to say, well, they got Huntley. You know, and he was okay last year during you know real small sample size. But if you don't believe in him either, or you don't think he's going to be like a future star, could Malik Willis not be, you know, could the Ravens not be this first team that says, you know what, instead of paying the guy, 
we're going to start this quarterback pipeline. And I don't even know if Willis is going to be there. But the Ravens have the 14th pick. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they could go receiver. They could bolster their defense. Some of them have them taking Tyler Linderbaum to bolster the offensive line. All of these things. Why would they not at least give Malik Willis a look? So that would be a dark horse team that no one's talking about. But, man, you haven't paid Lamar Jackson yet. And you could get a lot for him. If you hold him and let him play out this year and he plays well, you could get multiple ones and, and replace Malik Willis and then have all these assets, uh, you, you know, replace the one that used on Malik Willis. So uh, that's a dark horse. And then my perfect fit for Desmond Ritter is the Pittsburgh Steelers at 20. And yes. it, it's I, – I, I think – I hate it for Bearcats fans because a lot of Bearcats fans are also Bengals fans. And so this mm-hmm. would be tough to root for Desmond Ritter. But when I look at what they've had, their pedigree – what they have around him, Najee Harris, uh, you know, uh, Deontay Johnson. They're good at drafting receivers. You know they're going to get other ones. You got Pat Fryermuth, who I really like at tight end, in a defense that can play. Man, I think Ritter could go in there and beat out Mitch Trubisky for that starting job right away. And uh, so if he's there at 20 and I'm Mike Tomlin and company, I know they reportedly love Malik Willis. I think Willis will be the first quarterback taken. Ritter at 20 makes a ton of sense to me. And if I'm the Steelers, I try to find a way to make that happen. Ritter with this in this day and age, Ritter reminds me of Jake Plummer with more hmm. the, the, a better ability to get bigger and stronger. Because Interesting. Of tech, because That's of a good one. I like that. Because Plummer could move. Plummer could move. He could throw on the run. And then before Josh McDaniels got over there and tore stuff up, they looked like they were doing this. Really, they did with him and Brandon Marshall and that whole crew. They really looked like they were headed in an uptick. And somewhere between Jake Plummer and Alex Smith, the the good Alex Smith, you know, under Jim Harbaugh when they should have gone to the Super Bowl twice. You know what I'm saying? But that's what he is. He's a calm, cool customer. I didn't see a guy get flushed when they played Alabama. And by the way, shout out to you guys. According to the draft, and see, this is what I this is what I say about not paying attention to what people say. Ah, Cincinnati was a charity case going to the national championship of the football playoffs. You go look at those draft lists. They got two corners, a pass rusher, a linebacker, uh, a quarterback, a now a wide receiver, all sitting there, and people are going. They're going on the, between the first and the third round. All of them. Yep. Those guys yeah. were good. And this is what I'm talking about when you sit and hear folks say stuff like that, but then the proof is in the pudding when you look at the dudes and you sit them side by side with other players and they're just as good. Both corners, one of them is top five, mm-hmm. a quarterback, at least two linemen, a Mike linebacker, a wide receiver. I mean, how many of these dudes got to get drafted before you realize and go back and change your mind and say, you know what, we were wrong. Yeah. No, they deserve I, I to be there. You. And sauce. I, I think Alec Pierce is a stud. Yeah. Whoever gets him, you, you want a freak athlete? The little, dude's little a Cooper, freak athlete. Little, little Cooper Cup. That's what I, <laughs> I. And honestly, Cooper Cup was a jump baller in, in college. Like it, it, that was the Mike Williams draft. And it was like, why draft Mike Williams in the top 10 if you can get Cooper Cup 50th? And that was wise because they had similar styles in college. But I talked to people at the University of Cincinnati about Alec Pierce, and it was like, man, we used him a certain way for our offense. People don't realize he can play the slot. He's a great route runner. We used him as a jump ball guy to stretch the field, but he can do a lot more than that. And I, I think that's Didn't what, we just uh, talk about that about somebody else? Out. 
We just talked about that about somebody else, right? So when folks think, when you say projection, I think yeah. folks mean, well, he can learn to do this. No, projection is he can do it right now. He just didn't do it in college because he wasn't asked yeah. to. Like, anybody ever think Aaron Donald could play in a 3-4? No, he was a pure three technique. Nobody. Yeah. Guess what? Put him in a 3-4. He'll do whatever. Just put him out there and see what happens. Put him anywhere. Yep. That's right. You're, you're right. And speaking of putting him anywhere, Tyler Linderbaum going to play one spot in the NFL center. Will he go in the top 20? We'll discuss his pro day numbers coming up next right here on Locked On NFL. He must be eating Built Bars if he worked out real well because I'm telling you, man, Built Bars will have you doing that. They'll have you feeling good about yourself. Look at James. He's just going to put that all in my face right now. Built Bar, the packaging is so good. I'm going to tell you what else is good, what's in that package because what's in that package is 17 grams of protein of pure bliss because it is 100% covered in chocolate. It is absolutely good for you. You don't have to worry about all those excess calories and sugar and carbs because they just don't exist with Built Bar. You also don't have to worry about your hands being all waxy and chalky like it is with those other protein bars that cost so much money because Built Bar doesn't do that. All the goodness is going in your mouth, not on your hands. You can get it at Built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 and you're going to get 15% off your next order of Built Bars. Now, don't forget about the puffs. Those marshmallow, in, they're infused with protein. A little bit of a different texture than the regular Built Bar, but the taste is absolutely outstanding. You won't be missing a thing. Try both of them and see which ones you like. In fact, get both of them. Get both of them. Support Built Bar and support your own body by using Built Bar. Go to Built.com, promo code LOCK15. All right, Tony, let's dive into Tyler Linderbaum because there, there was a lot of questions about him um, because he didn't test at the combine due to a foot injury. Measured 31.125-inch arms, which is historically short for a starting center or a Pro Bowl center or an all-pro center. And yet he's considered the top center in this draft. And we found out why on Monday evening when his pro day numbers came out. And I don't, I don't think this was necessarily made public, but the Iowa center – uh, following his pro day workout, let me just read you off some of these numbers because a lot of them are uh, – he, he tested as a 97th percentile athlete among centers. But uh, 6'2", 302 pounds, so the size still concerning. But a vertical leap, 32 and a half inches, a sub-5 40-yard dash at 4.98. His 20-yard shuttle, 4.38, is the best among centers. A 7.14 three-cone drill, so the change of direction – which is really important for these teams running the wide zone schemes, 7.14 seconds, which is uh, 100th percentile as well. Tyler Linderbaum, it was a guy that we've talked a lot about on the Locked on Bengals podcast. Something tells me he's not falling to 31 now, despite those size concerns, considering the tape is awesome, and he tested like an elite athlete, which is what the tape shows, regardless of how long or short you want to say his arms are. Yeah, I'm not an expert in offensive line play, but I'll tell you this. If he's moving like that, put him in an offense or put him in a situation where he's going to get the ball out and he's got to get somewhere really, really quick to that second level. And um, he obviously is strong enough. 302 pounds is – it sounds like you're describing – what you're describing is you're describing a, a Pepsi machine or a Coke machine, a soda machine, right? <laughs> it's like short – A built bar machine. Right, right. Short – but it's like, bang, you know what I'm saying? One yeah. of those vending machines. And it's like, he's like immovable. We used to call Maurice Jones Drew a fire hydrant on skates yeah. because it's like trying to tackle that dude. That's what it was like. I think he would be a nightmare 
he'd be a nightmare for uh, some NFL guys because of his ability to move really, really fast. Now, I know what people want to do is find some sort of a comp. Find some guy who doesn't have the measurables, who does things he's not supposed to. I think I mentioned him earlier, Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald is not supposed to be at his best is 290 pounds. And I guarantee he probably loses seven or eight pounds every time he plays. And Donald is not supposed to be doing what he does. So you look for outlier things like that and you go, you find the one thing that you can attach and hold on to. And the one thing you can attach and hold on to with Linderbaum is his physical conditioning and his ability to work. And then look at the tape and you see it's justified by exactly what those numbers that you said uh, indicate. And then it's going to come down to this. You know who people trust? Kirk Ferentz. Kirk Ferentz constantly put out guys like this. He's coached on the NFL level. It takes Nick Saban. I mean, uh, Bill Belichick or somebody. Uh, Kirk Ferentz was on his staff in Cleveland. He, he just goes, hey, look. He just looks at me and I say, like, if I call you and go, James, can I trust him? And you go, yes. That's what it comes down to. It comes down to personal relationship, backed up by the tape, backed up by the measurables, and then meeting with the kid. And uh, you're right, I don't think he's going to be there at 31 because I think a coach that believes in everything that I just said is going to snatch him up real quick and have a good football player for a decade. Yep, I think he's going to go top 20. And and part of this, it's twofold. I think a bunch of receivers, last I checked, bet online's over under for receivers in the first round drafted. was five and a half. It's going to be over because of the Jamar Chase, Jalen Waddle, Justin Jefferson effect. You see how these young guys can come in and produce right away. Well, what center last year? produced right, right away creed humphrey he fell way too damn far i don't understand why he fell that far but he did and he went to benefit. a great team he and, went to a great team and so these teams though right the ravens another I, I'll, I'll mention them again they're gonna be like man could you imagine if we get this guy with the the way we he can run block and get out on the move with lamar and, and what we want to do on the ground and, and that's probably what they go i know that was a little take with malik willis but yeah i, I think linderbaum is uh a fit uh, for a lot of these wide zone schemes. And, uh, yeah, I think uh, the Bengals will love him at 31. I don't think that's going to happen. I think he's going to be long gone. I think he'll go top 20. Um, but he fits a lot of places, and it's going to be interesting to see where he goes. And there are some places that he doesn't fit. But um, yeah. so I don't want to go all the way to Jeff Bostic with the Hogs because that's 35 years ago. But Mark Stepnowski wasn't a big guy, and that's 25 years ago. But still, you can find guys – over the years that have been, I think Jeff Bosky was 260 pounds and, and Stepnoski was was small. So uh, Rodney Jason Hudson. Jason Kelsey is the comp. Is, you know, Jason Kelsey's the comp. For, Rodney you know, Hudson, when he came out of FSU, was like 6'2", 290. Rodney Hudson wasn't. Mm -hmm. And Rodney Hudson going to Hall of Fame. So there have been guys. Now, Hudson's obviously a bigger player now, and he probably has longer arms. But you think about guys like that, they weren't very big when they came out, and they ended up being really, really good. So – uh, I'm with you, James. I, I, I think uh, I don't like drafting centers in the first round, but when they're that good, man, you got to consider it. And I think he's going to be a real good player. Yep, I do too. It's uh, it's going to be fun to see. Tony, we are 15 days away. <sighs> 15 days away from the 2022 NFL draft. You've come to the right place here on Locked On NFL. If you're looking for more draft coverage, make sure you check out Locked On NFL Draft as well. Wherever you get your podcast, follow and also check us out on YouTube by subscribing. Yep, I'm Tony Wiggins. He's James Rapine. Make sure you guys take care of each other. Tune in every single day here on Locked On NFL. Until the next time, we'll see you.